Chapter Seven of Lucinda by Frederick Schlegel, translated by Paul Bernard Thomas in 1914. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Two letters. One. Is it then really and truly so what I have so often quietly wished for and have never dared to express? I see the light of holy joy beaming on your face, and you modestly give me the beautiful promise. You are to be a mother. Farewell, longing, and you gentle grief, farewell. The world is beautiful again. Now I love the earth, and the rosy dawn of a new spirit lifts its radiant head over my immortal existence. If I had some laurel, I would bind it around your brow to consecrate you to new and serious duties, for there begins now for you another life. Therefore give me the wreath of laurel. It befits me to adorn myself with the symbol of youthful innocence, since I now wander in nature's paradise. Capital N, capital P. Hitherto all that held us together was love and passion now nature has united us more firmly with its indissoluble bond nature with a capital n nature is the only true priestess of joy she alone knows how to tie the nuptial knot not with empty words that bring no blessing but with fresh blossoms and living fruits from the fullness of her power in the endless succession of new forms creating time plates the wreath of eternity and blessed is he whom fortune selects to be healthy and bear fruit. We are not sterile flowers among other living beings. The gods do not wish to exclude us from the great concatenation of living things, and are giving us plain tokens of their will. So let us deserve our position in this beautiful world. Let us bear the immortal fruits which the spirit chooses to create and let us take our place in the ranks of humanity. I will establish myself on the earth. I will sow and reap for the future as well as for the present. I will utilize all my strength during the day, and in the evening I will refresh myself in the arms of the mother, who will be eternally my bride. Our son, the demure little rogue, will play around us and help me invent mischief at your expense. Five asterisks. The reader takes us to be time passes. You are right. We must certainly buy the little estate. I am glad that you went right ahead with the arrangements without waiting for my decision. Order everything just as you please but if i may say so do not have it too beautiful nor yet too useful and above all things not too elaborate if you only arrange it all in accordance with your own judgment and do not allow yourself to be talked into the proper and conventional everything will be quite right and the way i want it to be and i shall derive immense enjoyment from the beautiful property Hitherto I have lived in a thoughtless way and without any feeling of ownership. I have tripped lightly over the earth and have never felt at home on it. Now the sanctuary of marriage has given me the rights of citizenship in the state of nature. I am no longer suspended in the empty void of general inspiration. I like the friendly restraint. 
i see the useful in a new light and i find everything truly useful that unites everlasting love with its object in short everything that serves to bring about a genuine marriage external things imbue me with profound respect if in their way they are good for something and you will some day hear me enthusiastically praise the blessedness of home and the merits of domesticity i understand now your preference for country life i like you for it and feel as you do about it i can no longer endure to see these ungainly masses of everything that is corrupt and diseased in mankind and when i think about them in a general way they seem to be like wild animals bound by a chain so as they cannot even vent their rage freely in the country people can live side by side without offensively crowding one another if everything were as it ought to be beautiful mansions and cosy cottages would there adorn the green earth as do the fresh shrubs and flowers and create a garden worthy of the gods to be sure we shall find in the country the vulgarity that prevails everywhere there ought really to be only two social classes the culturing and the cultured the masculine and the feminine instead of all artificial society there should be a grand marriage of these two classes and universal brotherhood of all individuals in place of that we see a vast amount of coarseness and as an insignificant exception a few people who are perverted by a wrong education but in the open air the one thing which is beautiful and good cannot be suppressed by the bad masses and their show of omnipotence do you know what period of our love seems to me particularly beautiful to be sure it is all beautiful and pure in my memory and i even think of the first days with a sort of melancholy delight but to me the most cherished part of it all is the last few days when we were living together on the estate another reason for living again in the country one thing more do not have the grapevines trimmed too close i say this only because you thought they were growing too fast and luxuriantly and because it might occur to you to want a perfectly clear view of the house on all sides also the green grass plot must stay as it is that is where the baby is to crawl and play and roll about is it not true that the pain my sad letter caused you is now entirely compensated in the midst of all these giddy joys and hopes i can no longer torment myself with care you yourself suffered no greater pain from it than i but what does that matter if you love me really love me in your very heart without any reservation of alien thought what pain were worth mentioning when we gain by it a deeper and more fervid consciousness of our love and so i am sure you feel about it too everything i am telling you you knew long ago there is absolutely no delight no love in me the cause of which does not lie concealed somewhere in the depths of your being you everlastingly blessed creature misunderstandings are sometimes good in that they lead us to talk of what is holiest the differences that now and then seem to arise are not in us not in either of us they are merely between us and on the surface and i hope you will take this occasion to drive them off and away from you 
and what is the cause of such little repulsions except our mutual and insatiable desire to love and be loved and without this insatiableness there is no love we live and love to annihilation and if it is love that first develops us into true and perfect being that is the very life of life then it need not fear opposition any more than it fears life itself or humanity peace will come to it only after the conflict of forces i feel happy indeed that i love a woman who is capable of loving as you do quote, as you do end quote, is a stronger expression than any superlative how can you praise my words when i without wishing to hit upon some that hurt you i should like to say i write too well to be able to describe to you my inward state of mind oh dearest believe me there is no question in you that has not its answer in me your love cannot be any more everlasting than mine admirable however is your beautiful jealousy of my fancy and its wild flights that indicates rightly the boundlessness of our constancy and leads me to hope that your jealousy is on the point of destroying itself by its own excess this sort of fancy committed to writing is no longer needed i shall soon be with you i am holier and more composed than i was I can only see you in my mind and stand always before you. You yourself feel everything without my telling you and beam with joy, thinking partly of the man you love and partly of your baby. Five asterisks. Do you know, while I have been writing to you, no memory could have profaned you. To me, you are as everlastingly pure as the Holy Virgin of the Immaculate Conception and you have wanted nothing to make you like the madonna except the child with a capital c now you have that now it is there and a reality i shall soon be carrying him on my arm telling him fairy tales giving him serious instruction and lessons as to how a young man has to conduct himself in the world and then my mind reverts to the mother i give you an endless kiss I watch your bosom heave with longing and feel the mysterious throbbing of your heart. While we are together again, we will think of our youth, and I will keep the present holy. You are right indeed. One hour later is infinitely later. It is cruel that I cannot be with you right now. From sheer impatience, I do all sorts of foolish things from morning until night i do nothing but rove around here in this glorious region sometimes i hasten my steps as if i had something terribly important to do and presently find myself in some place where i had not the least desire to be i make gestures as if i were delivering a forcible speech i think i am alone and suddenly find myself among people then i have to smile when i realize how absent-minded i was i cannot write very long either pretty soon i want to go out again and dream away the beautiful evening on the bank of the quiet stream today i forgot among other things that it was time to send my letter off oh well so much the more joy and excitement you will have when you receive it five asterisks 
people are really very good to me. They not only forgive me for not taking any part in their conversation, but also for capriciously interrupting it. In a quiet way, they seem even to derive hearty pleasure from my joy, especially Juliana. I tell her very little about you, but she has a good intuition and surmises the rest. Certainly there is nothing more amiable than pure, unselfish delight in love. I really believe that I should love my friends here, even if they were less admirable than they are. I feel a great change in my being, a great tenderness and sweet warmth in all the powers of my soul and spirit, like the beautiful exhaustion of the senses that follows the highest life. And yet it is anything but weakness. On the contrary, I know that from now on I shall be able to do everything pertaining to my vocation with more liking and with fresher vigor. I have never felt more confidence and courage to work as a man among men, to lead a heroic life and in joyous fraternal cooperation to act for eternity. That is my virtue. Thus it becomes me to be like the gods. Yours is generally to reveal, like nature's priestess of joy, the mystery of love, and surrounded by worthy sons and daughters, to hallow this beautiful life into a holy festival. Five asterisks. I often worry about your health. You dress yourself too lightly and are fond of the evening air. Those are dangerous habits and are not the only ones which you must break. Remember that a new order of things is beginning for you. Hitherto I have praised your frivolity because it was opportune and in keeping with the rest of your nature. I thought it feminine for you to play with fortune, with a capital F, to flout caution, to destroy whole masses of your life and environment. Now, however, there is something that you must always bear in mind and regard above everything else you must gradually train yourself in the allegorical sense of course five asterisks in this letter everything is all mixed up in a motley confusion just as praying and eating and rascality and ecstasy are mixed up in life well good night oh why is it that i cannot at least be with you in my dreams be really with you and dream in you for when I merely dream of you, I am always alone. You wonder why you do not dream of me, since you think of me so much. Dearest, do you not also have your long spells of silence about me? Five asterisks. Amelia's letter gave me great pleasure. To be sure, I see from its flattering tone that she does not consider me as an exception to the men who need flattery. I do not like that at all. It would not be fair to ask her to recognize my worth in our way. It is enough that there is one who understands me. In her way, she appreciates my worth so beautifully. I wonder if she knows what adoration is. I doubt it, and am sorry for her if she does not. Aren't you? Five asterisks. Today, in a French book about two lovers, I came across the expression, quote, They were the universe to each other. End quote. 
it struck me as at once pathetic and comical how that thoughtless phrase put there merely as a hyperbolical figure of speech in our case was so literally true still it is also literally true for a french passion of that kind they are the universe to each other because they lose sense of everything else not so with us everything we once loved we still love all the more ardently the world's meaning has now dawned upon us through me you have learned to know the infinite of the human mind and through you i have come to understand marriage and life and the gloriousness of all things everything is animate for me speaks to me and everything is holy when people love each other as we do human nature reverts to its original godliness the pleasure of the lover's embrace becomes again what it is in general the holiest marvel of nature with a capital m and that which for others is only something to be rightly ashamed of becomes for us what in and of itself is the pure fire of the noblest potency of life five asterisks there are three things which our child shall certainly have a great deal of wanton spirit a serious face and a certain amount of predisposition for art everything else i will await with quiet resignation son or daughter as for that i have no special preference but about the child's upbringing i have thought a great great deal we must carefully avoid i think what is called quote, education end quote. try harder to avoid it than say three sensible fathers try by anxious thought to lace up their progeny from the very cradle in the bands of narrow morality i have made some plans which i think will please you in doing so i have carefully considered your ideas but you must not neglect the art with a capital a for your daughter if it should be a daughter would you prefer portrait or landscape painting five asterisks you foolish girl with your external things you want to know what is going on around me and where and when and how i live and amuse myself just look around you on the chair beside you in your arms close to your heart that is where i am does not a ray of longing strike you creep up with sweet warmth in your heart until it reaches your mouth where it would fain overflow in kisses and now you actually boast because you write me such warm letters while i only write to you often you pedantic creature at first i always think of you as you describe it that i am always walking with you looking at you listening to you talking with you then again it is sometimes quite different especially when i wake up at night how can you have any doubt about the worthiness and divineness of your letters the last one sparkles and beams as if it had bright eyes it is not mere writing it is music i believe that if i were to stay away from you a few more months your style would become absolutely perfect meanwhile i think it advisable for us to forget about writing and style and no longer to postpone the highest and loveliest of studies i have practically decided to start out in eight days 
End of part seven. Letter one.